Okay. Uh, this is Lenny D'Angelo. This is uh, April 6, 2017. Uh, what's it going to take to get you back out there? Disappointed parents uh, and loving what is and leaving what is not. These are things that were crossing my mind uh, kind of over the past couple of days. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I went the, the other day to a, uh, uh, a, a, to hear a speaker at my alma mater, my old college. And, uh, while I was there, I ran into somebody who I, who I went to school with. And he was, uh, you know, we was shooting the shit and all that. And he was, he was telling, you know, he's actually teaching on campus. That's why he was there. Uh, in between classes, and he's walking around, and I, you know, I went and had a little bit of a bite to eat with him, and we t- were talking and stuff, and basically, when people start talking to me about how they're doing, and, and their artist friends, I don't do this with other people, but when people start talking to me about how they're doing, I, I really just listen, I, I just, I just sort of tune it, tune into what they're talking about, and, and kind of leave myself out of it, Now I have found, in life, in my life, that that's fine for almost everyone. For like 90% of people, that's fine. The problem is when a lull comes to the conversation, they will turn it on you and then you're like, you're, then you're on the spot. Well, how are things going with you? Or they decide that it's impolite to allow you to continue to be, uh, you know, a receptacle uh, into which they dump everything they want to say. And that's kind of how... Hey, look, that's just how people treat me. I don't, and it's it's my fault because I don't really interject, uh, and I ask a lot of questions. So this this is how I set it up, and maybe it's kind of a defense. So it ain't my fault. No, it's not. It it's not fair for me to say that that's how people treat me. This is how I set them up to treat me. Anyway, what is the point? I was, uh, he was asking me, uh, you know, because he's teaching and he's doing a lot of things, uh, very busy, very busy, and I was saying, wow, that's amazing, I'm, you're doing really hard work, I don't know how you do that, uh, you, by the way, you should never say this, I don't know, I have that in my, in my tape deck, and it plays sometimes, and I'm like, I didn't want to play that song, but here it came, it came again. Oh, boy. It's like the B-side of some... Uh, uh, what is a B-side I never did like? Uh, uh, anyway, there's some 90s stuff that had a B-side. And I'll be like, no, thank you, EMF album. Shoop a dip. I will not be listening to that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that comes out of my mouth occasionally. Uh, I don't know how you do that. And I hear myself saying it, and I think, oh, God, did you just say that again? We talked about this. We're not using that phrase anymore. Because in, inevitably, here's what happened. Invariably, in, 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 whatever, it always happens. The, it's like, well, I just, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm out there. I'm, I'm just, you know, it's very hard. Blah, blah, blah. It's it's a whole conversation you have to have, and I don't and I don't like the position it puts me in, which is like questioning your. Uh... Basically, people don't like to be told I couldn't do that. I don't know how you do that, and they're like, "Well, it's really hard." 
and, and it makes it sound like I don't think it's hard. Anyway, uh, I'm all over the place this morning. Uh, I said that, and I said, and, and then I had to follow it up with a, all I mean is that uh, sometimes I get, you know, I, I feel overwhelmed lately and all that, and I, I've sort of stepped back and, and tried to do a little different lifestyle lately, as of late. And he said to me, well, well, that's, everybody makes their choice. Uh, and that was so true. Um, and then at some point we're on campus walking around. I swear there's a point here. Somewhere. Uh, we were walking around and I, uh, I was looking around at the campus. I'm like, boy, I am real envious of you that you're here all the time. I really miss being here. I love this campus. I love how it feels to be on campus. I love the, 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 the academic environment and all of that. And he says, what's it going to take to get you out there again? You could have a job like this. What's it going to take to get you out there again? Well, that question sort of, at the moment, I didn't have a good response. So here's what I said. Because, because the question, you know, sometimes people ask a question that is sort of, uh, it's off the cuff and it's intended as nothing. It's just a little statement or whatever. But it cuts you deep, you know. It goes straight to the heart of something you're dealing with. You know, that kind of question or that kind of statement. You know, somebody will make an offhanded remark. And it, through no fault of theirs, it goes straight in. Like, <laughs> like, the, like the black arrow into the heart of Smaug the dragon. You know, just there was that one little weak spot. And your little statement got right in there. That's what happened. So he said that. And I was thinking about that. And at the time, I said, well, don't worry about me. I'm doing all right. Save yourselves. Something like that. Actually, I think what I said was, what it would take to get me out there is for somebody to crack open my brain and do a little tone-up so I could figure things out. Because I'm... I'm... And then I, and then I, tra- I trailed off, as I tend to do. That was my point. So the question of that, or the statement of that, it made me think really hard about what it is that's actually preventing me from uh, from achieving anything. Um, because this is something I've been grappling with so hard lately, and, and I think the beginning of the year really punctuated that for me. Uh, and it's been it's been a real challenge to uh, work with uh, what I've got here. Like, you know, who I am. And the real problem is that everything I do is disappointing to me. And that's what I was writing down. Disappoint your parents, disappointed parents. I feel like, most of the time, I'm one of those mothers that uh, you will often see in fiction. Usually they're Italian or Jewish. And the mother is like, I can't believe this is what's going on. Why can't you do this or that? Why can't you find yourself a good man? Uh, why can't you get a better job? All my friends' children are doing so well. Have you heard about Denise's child? They're doing so well. Oh, they're CFO now. Oh. CFU. Uh, I think that that is how I treat myself a lot of the time. And, then, you know, it, it makes it very difficult for me because I know I'll never be, my mother will never be pleased with me that it makes it really hard for me to even care what I do, 
you know, it give it it it's it kind of sucks the life out of everything that I'm trying to do here. Because I know ultimately when I start something, I know that the end will be disappointing. And this is no place to be in when you're starting out. And I know everybody struggles with this. I know, I know, I know. This is part of the this is the experience of being a creative. Disappointments are bound. However, I find that it can become a neurosis of sorts that really gets in the way. And I have banged this around at length 101 times and got nowhere with it because it really involves cracking open your psyche and making little tweaks with a screwdriver and I don't know how to do that. Uh, anyway, disappointing par- disappointed parents. My, I know my parents are both very loving and they do not overtly say things because they're, you know, because they're Protestants or whatever and, they're not, and we're not Italian, we don't do it that way. However, however, uh, there is a certain amount of disinterest um, because of, I don't have a lot going on and I don't think they're really into it anyway, even if I did. So I do have some experience with disappointed parents, and I feel like uh, it's it's a rough place to be. You know, it isn't it isn't a fun experience. And this doesn't matter, I guess. This doesn't have anything to do with my problems. It's just that I, for example, my father is a, is a, he's he's a man's man. Now he's sensitive enough to cry on occasion and say I love you and give hugs. You know, he's not the kind of guy who'll slap you on the back and say uh, you know. Uh, get back out there, rub some dirt in it. He's not that guy. But he's a man's man, you know. He's, he works with wood and plays, likes sports and uh, all of that. So I know in a way I've always been a disappointment to him. I remember when I was a kid and he's trying to teach me how to play this or that sport so I didn't get my ass kicked in school. And uh, it never went very well. And there was always at the end sort of a, a heavy sigh and a, let's go inside. You can go back to your drawings. Uh, he's probably just thrilled I'm not gay. Eh. <laughs> Time will tell, I suppose. Okay. So, uh, anyway, that's how I feel about myself. A lot of time, Or everything I create. My children. My children are always disappointing to me. And so I'm having to deal with that. And it is a terrible place to begin because every time they call me up on the phone and I'm looking at what they did, I'm like, eh, yeah, but, yeah, but it could be, yeah, but, and, and I'm also doing the exercise where look at, look at what this artist is doing. They're doing so well. Why can't you do that well? And none of that stuff is productive. It's all so fucking ridiculously self-destructive and nonsensical. But what am I supposed to do? I don't know how to crack open my psyche and change things. So what's it going to take to get me back out there? I don't fucking know. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Maybe I need a concussion. I love those old movies, you know, where somebody get hit on the head and something great would happen to them. I love those. That's great. There's that awful movie with John Revolta where he's, uh, he gets a tumor and, and it makes him magic. <laughs> Did you guys, anybody see that? That thing was terrible. 
magical tumor. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, maybe I need that. A magical brain tumor. Uh, you'll just go back to normal. That's always the that's always the, the moral of that story. You'll go back to normal. Just like flowers for Algernon. You'll go back to normal. <laughs> Don't get used to this. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. What am I talking about? All right, stick to the list. What's the last thing I wrote down? Oh, loving what is and leaving what is not. Boy, that's the hardest thing in the world, isn't it? Loving what is and leaving what is not. So, in order to not be a disappointed parent and live my life in a state like that, you have to accept your children the way they are. I know, it's hard when you have kids. I'm sure you have all kinds of expectations, whether you know it or not. It's, so, it's un- unconscious expectations, I'm sure, when you have children. And you think, I don't know, at, at some point they're like, an, oh, it's just like starting something, starting something creative. It's, it's an open book and every page is blank and it's going to be great. Why would it be anything other than great? We're starting from nothing. It's going to be amazing. I mean, that's that's just... It's a given. It's going to be amazing because right now it's a white piece of paper. It's a life, a brand new life, a fresh life. However, what happens is the kid goes through life with all kinds of this or that going on and they end up being a regular person just like the rest of us. And then the parent's like, well, wait, wait a minute. You were going to be president or you were going to be president. Ain't that a fucking laugh? You were going to be president, which means... I like how that used to mean you're going to be a great person. <laughs> you're, going to be an, you're going to be an amazing civil servant. Just like the President of the United States of America. <laughs> uh, it was synonymous with good. Incredible. Uh, sorry. You're going to be President. You're going to be a ballerina or whatever. I don't know. You're going to be a princess and live in a little castle. Football star, whatever. I don't know. Whatever your bent is, this is what you were going to be. Your parents Your parents subconsciously had that. They didn't know. that Sometimes it's overt, sometimes it's not. And they didn't know sometimes how deeply that meant something to them, how important that was. It was very important. And I'm, I'm the same way. Every time I start something creative, I'm thinking, this is going to be amazing because how could it not be? It's just a white piece of paper or whatever right now. And all the, all the world's potential rests on the first few marks that I make or whatever, however this turns out. And in the end, of course, because of all the, the scenarios in front of someone living a life, all the out input and, 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 and uh, limitations and uh, all the other stuff, what you end up with at the end of a life is being a regular person. And there is no shame in being a regular person. But greatness, it's not, in, it's not implied there. It's not implied. With a life, it's not implied with a creative project. It's not implied with anything. So, of course, it'll be disappointing if, if this is how you start. So loving what is and, and, and leaving what is not, I feel like this is a uh, this is going to be for the rest of my life struggle with the with the 
wanting to be something that I cannot be, perhaps cannot or, or will not. I don't know which it is. Funny how psychology works sometimes. Cannot and will not are very, very close to get it. It's a very thin line in between those two things. And it's often very hard to find out which, which is which. <coughs> Pardon. Uh... I don't know, did the, uh, the idea of coming to terms with the fact that my children are, uh, well, I, I'm sure gay kids go through this all the time, you know, mom and dad, I'm gay, and mom and dad are like, ah, we had such high hopes, not, well, this is, this is who you are, let's readjust our expectations here, I'm not saying good or bad, but, you know, parents are like this, let's readjust our expectations, you'll be bringing, you know, You'll be bringing home a different sort of person than we expected. And we should just live with that and, and love you no matter what we think. And eventually we'll get used to it. Right? I think that's the best you could expect from your old parents. Uh, you know, my dad has to come to terms with the fact that I ain't going to play sports with him or sit and, and chat about football with him. He's got to come to terms with that. I'm sure that's a little disappointing. He didn't want that. But I can't talk about that stuff. I don't know. It's not my fault. It's not his either. And nobody's in the wrong. It's not wrong of him to want to talk football with his kid. It's not wrong of me to not give a shit about football. Okay? So, you know, we we all just have to adjust our expectations and love what we have in front of us. And stop stop wanting the... the, the... Am I making any sense? Uh, jeez, this is a lesson I gotta eventually, apparently learn over and over and over again. And it's very, very, very difficult to do. Because every time I start something, I really want from it so much. And I don't know if I can have it. So, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's a dilemma. It's always, it's always gonna be there. And that's just how it is. That's what we're dealing with. It's always going to be there. Um, and I make peace or not. And making peace is the only way to uh, uh, move on. <sighs> anyway, more, more one-sided therapy. I'm, I'm, God, I'm so upset that I'm still struggling with this nonsense. Well, that's what's on my mind right now. And, uh, and, and, and that's that. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So that's, that's, why, what are we on? April 6th today. Uh, okay. 